So many of us go do things every day that we don't enjoy and we expect to give 100%. And it's like, why would you? Why would you give 100% to something that you don't believe you want to do for a long time? If you want to be in a mentor's orbit, you have to be in alignment with what they aspire to, what they value, and what they believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. I am ready. All right. Um, My family is important to me and I really enjoy spending time with them, but they're definitely in the nostalgia bucket. How do I go about keeping my relationship and enjoying time with them while simultaneously trying to grow? I think it's, it's valuable for you to schedule it. It's, it's kind of like, it might not be something that's directly correlated with your core aspirations, but it's a core value. Right? Maybe your family doesn't help you get to the next level, but they help you fill your cup. That I think it's something to schedule. And I think this is the other thing too. Make sure you set boundaries. If, you, if you're a family-driven individual and that's just so, so important to you, make sure you set boundaries of like, hey, I'm going to come down on Sunday. I have from this time to this time, but I have stuff I have to do, to do this weekend. Do you want me to grab food on the way? That would be my answer. My answer would be, to schedule it just like you would anybody else. I think that we have this block around scheduling things. Mm. It's like, um, I know I, I do too. To a, I, I did. I, I have far less now, but it's like, now you're like, I want to schedule everything. Everything needs to be scheduled. <laughs> but that's because I know that I'll, I'll burn down. I'll burn down. Great example. Um, Matt is family to me. Matt is my brother. I went over there to pick up my fishing pole, I don't know, two weeks ago. And we're talking about his real estate and the podcast and clients and speaking and traveling. Next thing I know, an hour and a half has gone by. Him and I look at each other and go, oh no, we jeffed it. He had somewhere to be, I had somewhere to be. If we scheduled that in, it might not have happened. And then this is the other thing. If you go see your family and things go off the rails and you regret it, you're far less likely to do it next time. So I think proactively, scheduling it so you don't have to do it reactively is the way i think in addition to what kevin said my answer would be dial up your truth a little bit and the reason why and we've done a lot of relationship talks Emilia and i and I, I talk about that a lot because i've learned so much there are a lot of couples who and we usually ask this question and we ask it pretty directly and there was a couple uh married couple has a wonderful family and we asked them sincerely like do you two understand each other at the deepest level, meaning you understand each other more than anyone else understands you. And they both turned and said no. And they said, but we want to fix that. And this question was about what do you do with spending time with family? I think a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this too, when you spend time with family, you revert to the old version, the version that they know, the version that's comfortable. I remember for the longest time with my mother and my sister, I would kind of go into little brother or little son mode. When in reality, I'm a grown man who's 32 years old, who quite frankly has a lot of value and, and knows a lot. And I think sitting in that truth, like not from an ego place, not from a I'm better than anyone thing. No, none of that. From a centered, this is who I am now place. 
So the truth dial, from zero to 10, how truthful are you with your family? How authentically you are you with your family? If it's a six, I'm not asking you to dial it to 10. I'm saying try to get to seven. Because yeah, maybe part of them can't connect um, or understand who you are yet, but are you, are you showing them that version? Are you at least giving them the opportunity to? And so this is what I've done. I've tried to take my truth dial and dial it up. And when I've done that, I've, I've tried to figure out, okay, is this accepted and loved? Is this poured into or is this an aversion? Oh, okay. All right. Maybe I dial that back down. Okay. So just try your best to test a little bit and try to remember this. Your family knows you for who you used to be. They grew up with you, most likely. If you were to go away for three years and then come back, they wouldn't expect you to be the same. Try to dial that truth up a little bit. Show them who you really are and allow them the room to grow into learning how to love that new version. Good answer. Thank you, brother. You're very welcome. Appreciate it. Yeah. If I am trying to help my partner grow, how do I know how much truth to give them? I think Alan just spoke to that very well about the truth dial. I think that uh, Alan and I have talked about this a lot lately. The amount of truth that somebody can handle is based on a couple things. Number one, how well you know them, but also two, their belief in themselves. And then I think number three is their goals. Um, if somebody, somebody who doesn't want to be the best in the world at fitness, like being the most in shape person, is going to require different feedback. We always want feedback from the team because we want to improve as podcasters. So I think breadcrumb, you start. Start where you're at. What level of feedback do you think they can handle right now? And just maybe dial it back a little bit. I think it's just a test. It's a test. And then you can ask afterwards, like, hey, how how did that feel? How did, you know, what do you want to do with that? I think the most important thing is always trying to Start small and then elevate. Because if you give too much feedback, they might not take any more. I know I'm that way. You know, if, if we get off here now and says like, that's literally the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen anybody do ever versus saying like, hey man, there's this one thing that you could probably fix that might go over better and you might be able to impact more people. That and also connect it to what they value. I think that's another important thing, the feedback. My approach would be look for what Kevin did well first and then bring... Lead with praise. Yeah. I, I think it's important to look at what someone did well first and to start there. And then to give maybe you could improve X, Y, Z. In that order. It's very important to start with the positive. Uh, the other thing that I would say about this, if you want to help your partner grow, I think that you ask the right questions and let them contemplate and then sincerely listen. I know that, so Emilia does this with me all the time. She'll constantly ask me questions and then she'll ask me questions to go deeper and then she'll ask me questions to go even deeper. And a lot of times it's not even to give me advice. It's just to help me unpack my own consciousness, my own stuff. And so I do that in coaching. That's what coaching mostly is. If you had to look at a coaching call, a lot of it is just asking questions. From zero to 10, how growth oriented have you been lately? From zero to 10, how fulfilled have you been lately? Okay, eight. Okay, well, what would get you closer to a 10? All it is is the other person telling you. Remember this. If I'm sitting here and I tell you something, you can doubt it. But if I ask you a question and you tell me something, it's true. It's true for you. So 
Ask the right questions if you want your partner to grow. And that's the thing. I think we ask people like, like, how was your weekend? That's, that's a great question. That's fine. But it's not like, so what's the next two to five years of your career going to look like? What do you hope it looks like? Like, see, those weird challenging questions are going to, maybe it'll be taking people back, but it's like, oh, I never really thought about it. It's like, well, it's not just going to work out. So maybe we should think about it type of thing. Uh, the, the last piece I'll say here is if you feel like you can't be your authentic self with your partner, you're going to have to lean into who you are because if it's already challenging now, like Kevin said earlier, you're going to need to really be proactive. Again, breadcrumbs are important. Don't throw the whole loaf, but it's really important to be consistent and persistent in the breadcrumbs along the way. Uh, real quick too, I want to add this. I think you, how do you do it? You do it vulnerably. I think that a lot of people try to, so think of, uh, think of it like this. If, that's a good analogy for this. Okay, your little son or daughter is riding their bike and they fall off. Two things you can do. You can stand up above them and yell at them. Or you can go down to a knee and say, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm grateful you're okay. I was just nervous. I'm sorry I yelled. I was just nervous that you were going to get hurt. I think if you lead with vulnerability, it allows a better connection. So instead of saying, I wish you would do this, you can say, I'm afraid that we're not doing this together. Or one of my fears is, I do believe that getting rid of the ego and speaking to somebody on their level versus speaking down to them is a, a great way to, to start. Super important. The relationship has to be stronger than the feedback. That's the one last thing I just wanted to say real quick before the next question. If the relationship isn't stronger than the feedback, Kevin said this earlier behind the scenes in the studio, he said, some people will think that it's not your place. So if you barely know someone and they're not paying you to coach them, you don't just hammer a bunch of feedback. So the relationship has to be stronger than the feedback. Just remember that. I'm afraid to really lean into my truth because I know no one in my life is on the same path as me. Any advice on how to make that transition easier or less scary? You want to take this one first? Yeah. How to make it easier or less scary. I appreciate the question. And whoever asked this, I would say this. It is scary um, and it's not easy. How to make it easier or less scary. Number one, to make it easier is get a coach or a mentor or be in a community of people who are on the same path. So you've heard us talk about this many times, so I won't go deep into it, but core aspirations, core values, core beliefs. Core beliefs are who you used to be. Core values is how you show up now. And core aspirations is who you aspire to be. And we're all an amalgamation of those three. Find people who are just like you. People who aspire to what you aspire to. I actually think that's the most important of the three. If there's someone out there who aspires to be in the best shape possible, they are going to help you tremendously. And they're going to be on the same path as you, if that's your aspiration too. They're inherently on the same path. I, I used this analogy earlier. If Kevin and I are, want to drive to Colorado and we're going to the same destination, we can take the same car. No problem. If he wants to go to Wyoming and I want to go to Colorado, we have to part ways. We have to let the rubber band snap. Not because we don't love each other, not because we don't understand each other, but because I have to go one way and he has to go the other. And so that, to make it easier, get around people who have similar core aspirations. And it will be scary, but you have to have faith that it will be worth it. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Also, you can start a movement 
like one of the things is you, the people in your life aren't on the same path, create something where a bunch of people on the same path can go. I, again, at the beginning of this, Alan and I are blessed because we have so many people in our life that are doing amazing things, but we created this humbly with humility. We created this community through the podcast, through the speaking, through the, the coaching. I know that's the longer term play, but that's what I would say. Like if you create a community, if you create a movement with passion, you'll never not be supported. So I think that's the longer version because I think Alan did a great job at the, the, the smaller tactics. Thanks, brother. Quicker tactics. Hello, my name is Dr. Taryn McCarthy and I'm host of the Business of Happiness podcast. When I met Kevin and Alan two years ago, I had no idea of how much impact they would have not only on the success for my business, but also on my life. They've given me enormous perspective and true strategies, true tactics to take in my everyday business plan and in my life plan to make an even greater success. Kevin and Alan, thank you so much. I couldn't even begin to express my gratitude for all you've done for me. And if you're looking for similar mentorship, I highly recommend these incredible experts at the Next Level University. If you aren't sure what you are passionate about yet, how do you work through life giving 100% work-related? It's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think, okay, you might not know exactly where you want to go or what you want out of life, but what you can do is focus on making small improvements every day. Like, you might not know where the top of the mountain is, but you can focus on making sure your next step is a little bit better than it was. And then I would check in with, fulfillment like on a scale one to ten how fulfilled am i and when was i most fulfilled i just want to make sure i'm answering the question yeah that that's i just think it's so many of us go do things every day that we don't enjoy and we expect to give a hundred percent and it's like why would you why would you give a hundred percent to something that you don't believe you want to do for a long time start figuring out where do you give the most effort where do you get the most reward and when do you get the most fulfilled? Find a way to do more of that. And I know people might think like, yeah, that's kind of a, a cop-out answer. Like it's hard to do that. I know it is, but that's the only thing I've really seen bring happiness to people. Mm. Like it's always the people who do what they love every day that are the most happy. They do what they love in service of others. Find a way to try to dip your toe in there and see if you feel more fulfilled. See if you feel more aligned. See if you're growing and con uh, contributing and, and double down. Strong work, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. It's a tough one because I don't want to give a cookie cutter answer, but so I think that's that's the one. I think that's the one. You got to keep searching. Uh, if you don't know what you're passionate about, the only wrong answer is to not keep searching. Uh, I think we're born into this life, naked, scared, and ignorant. You've I heard had me say on. that. I had clothes on. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Well born. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> Baseball cap as well? And also Just that, joking. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> oh, okay. We come into this world naked, scared, and ign ignorant. And the only two things that we already have is a fear of falling or a fear of loud noises. Everything else is downloaded. And so, you explore. You learn how to eventually crawl and then eventually walk and then you try video games and you try sports and you try books and you try all these different things. And I think that life is a constant dance between experimentation and then refocus. Experimentation and refocus. So for example, if you've never traveled, how do you know where you want to live? 
if you've never tried basketball, how do you know football is for you? And so I think it's important to do some exploring and to keep exploring throughout life. And I, I would say that I'm naturally on the refocus side. I tend to focus and stay in my lane. Um, and I have to kind of do some exploring proactively. But most people, I would argue, are more variety-driven than me. And so they tend to explore more anyway. Just remember that uh, there's this other key principle that is, there's a lot of science about it, and it's called a dabbler. You don't want to be a dabbler. A dabbler is someone who tries everything once but thinks everything's not for them. It's like, ah, I tried frisbee, I don't really like it. I tried tennis, I don't really like it. I, I tried basketball, I don't really like it. When in reality, maybe if you are out there and you ask this question, maybe there's some truth to like reflecting and going, okay, maybe it's me. Maybe I don't like these things because I have a false expectation of how it's supposed to feel. And I'll, I'll tell you this for sure. I love podcasting and I love speaking and I love personal development and I love coaching, but I will tell you for certain there are times when I don't want to do it for certain. And so you might have a false expectation that you're supposed to want to do it and that that's proof that you love it. I disagree with that. This is the, the last thing I'll say here. Wanting to do it is not proof that you love it. Being grateful you did it is proof you loved it. Do I always want to tell Emilia what I'm most grateful for? No matter what, whether I'm tired or I just want to go to sleep, any of that. No, but I'm always grateful I did it. Do I always want to go to the gym? No, but I'm always grateful I went. Do I always want to do my mobility and my foam rolling? Of course not. But I'm always grateful I did. I never am like, oh, I really regret doing mobility earlier. Never once. And so I think you might have a false understanding of what it's like to be passionate. And you're probably looking at other people doing their passion, assuming they love every minute of it. And trust me, that's not true. That's definitely, yeah. We, we try to talk about that often of like, yeah, it's, it's even though we love what we're doing, it's still hard and there's days we don't want to do it. So I think that's, it's important to throw that out there. One last question, Amy. Well, we may, maybe two. Sure. Uh, approaching mentors can be intimidating. What's the right approach to reach out to mentors to take me under their wings? Yeah, this is a very simple answer. Have Alan do it for you. That's, <laughs> that's what I've done in the past. Um, understand this. Mentors. So a couple things. <laughs> you like that? That was a good one. Strong. Really a little bit of a stand-up stand up routine we have going on here. Um, a couple things. Some mentors, when they get older, they're focused on giving back. So fit into what they're trying to give back to. But understand that they are looking, most mentors are looking to continue their message, right? So again, I would love to think that Dave Meltzer works with Alan and I because we're funny and we're good people and we have a good podcast, but it's because he, we can help him spread his message. Figure out what they value most, then figure out how you can get into their orbit and provide that. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, one of my favorite entrepreneurs, he had a photographer who literally followed him around and shot him for years. And now he's his mentor. He found something that Gary Vee needed and he did it better than anybody else. And I think you just have to reach out, add value, reach out, add value, reach out, add value. And then one more thing. Um, no, this isn't a plug for me. Start a podcast. That's how we've gotten most of our mentors. Like we had them on the show, we impressed them. And then we were able to reach out to them and say, hey, we'd love to be coached and blah, blah, blah. So that's another thing is create a platform bigger than yourself. I'm going to answer this one with an example of what Kevin already said. And I, there was a friend of mine who reached out and said, hey man, I'm super excited for this opportunity this summer. I'm certain that it's congruent for you. 
And I remember I'm close with this person, but I remember thinking to myself, like, that's a little bit arrogant. How are you certain that this is congruent for me? I say no to a lot of things. Again, whatever. He's like, I'm certain this is aligned. He told me what it was. It was to go help kids. And I was like, yeah, 100% aligned. See, all he did was know what I value. He knows what my core aspirations is. Helping kids and educating children is 100% aligned for me. And he knew that in advance. This is the truth. If you want to be in a mentor's orbit, you have to be in alignment with what they aspire to, what they value, and what they believe. If they aspire to help people in fitness, they value fitness, and they believe fitness is going to help the world, you will fit into their orbit when you showcase fitness. I remember I had one mentor who used to be the CEO of many billion-dollar tech companies, and I had fitness. He had financial acumen. And I remember him saying this, and I've said this on the podcast before, Alan, I feel great at the bank. You feel great at the beach. Let's trade. And that's what we did. We learned from one another. I helped him in fitness. He helped me in finance. And here we are. We're succeeding in business at a much higher level. And hopefully he's succeeding in fitness. I think he is. I taught him so much of what I know. So there's a mutual win-win. And as a mentee, you're going to have to add value. Like Kevin said, I just wanted to give some tangible examples. Do we have a quick one, Amy? We can hammer one more quick. We can get it done within a minute. Yeah. Um, where are you both not getting out of your bubble? Oh, Ooh. no. I should have. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done it. I, let's, we got to go. Uh, where am I not getting out of my bubble? Mm-hmm. I would say this. I could give Taryn more feedback. She's asking me for more feedback. I am terrified to hurt others or to impose my standards on others because, again, I want a lot of things out of life. Um, and not everybody wants the same thing. So I'm afraid to impose my beliefs on her when it comes to feedback. Uh, I have a deep one that I'm not ready to share yet, uh, but I have one that's much more um, easily digestible for me right now because one of them has to do with some of the traumas of my past and I don't want to open up a wound. But the the one is similar to what Kevin just said, which is literally, I've actually thought about this recently. I'm like, I want to ask Emilia a little bit more questions to get honest feedback from her. Um, we used to do three and a half hour check-ins every weekend and now we do check in, but it's not quite as often or as much as we used to, uh, understandably we've evolved, but I think it, it's important for me to be a little more proactive and, um, get more perspective because she's the closest to the truth in terms of seeing my day to day. We live together and I just want to ask her a little bit more of my blind spots. Uh, I ask Kevin often, I'm going to ask him right after this and I want to ask her a lot more. Ladies and gentlemen, Amy, thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. You're Sorry, I couldn't unmute. <laughs> no, you're, you're okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. As you can see on the bottom of the screen, if you are looking for one-on-one coaching, Alan and I both have spots available. I have spots for mindset and podcasting if you're looking to elevate your podcast. I know Alan does peak performance and peak performance business. Mm-hmm. Our things are there. You can also message us on Facebook and email and all of that happy jazz. We love you. We appreciate you. And as always, we do not have fans. We have family. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.